0: Well, let's welcome back Coach Bruton. Coach, do you have team updates for
1: us? Not, not really any big updates. Um, obviously, we're in the uh, second week of school, second week of season now, so we're kind of getting into a routine and, and just excited to get back out there. It was obviously a really tough opener for us, as anyone that uh, the Dolls and Muskies uh, saw. So just excited to get another chance to play, and, and I think we'll perform uh, you know, much better this week and just excited for our guys to get another opportunity to kind of uh, – Show that, that wasn't the team that we are uh, last Thursday night.
0: Well, let's talk about that loss for a little bit. What, what, what were your overall thoughts on the contest itself?
1: Yeah, just you know, it kind of snowballed on us. Um, you know, Platteville's really, really good, um, really good. I think they're, you know, definitely a top twenty-five team and, and probably a top twenty, top fifteen team. Um, and I thought offensively, they were they were vastly improved from the team we saw in film in twenty twenty-two and uh, their quarterback played outstanding, and, you know, they had a couple guys back at receiver that didn't play in 22 that were difference makers for them, and um, just kind of overwhelmed us. And it started early. Um, you know, we, we really struggled in all three facets, so it wasn't like one unit for us could kind of um, help turn the tide at all. You know, we, they scored. Our special teams were not good. Uh, we went three and out a bunch early in the game, so we couldn't put field position. You know, we didn't punt the ball well. And it just kind of snowballed on us. And when you're playing a team like that, you kind of got to survive that first punch, and, and we got knocked out by it. Um, so, just, you know, really disappointing result. You know, I was happy with the way our guys, I thought we stayed together. I thought we continued to play hard. Um, it, it was just overwhelming um, their talent, their size, their speed. Um, and, you know, honestly, it was humbling for us as a program, it was humbling for us as a team, as coaching staff. You know, we got to continue to work to get a lot better. Because um, those are the type of teams that we want to play against. We want to play those teams. We want to be, um, you know, playing at the end of the year for the conference championship and playing in the national playoffs. And those are goals in our program, um, and that's the level that we got to get back to uh, if we want to compete at that level. And, and uh, you know, it's humbling to say that we're a little further away than maybe we thought we were going into the season.
0: Well, ignoring the score for me for just a moment. I mean, as you mentioned, this is a team did get some votes in the top twenty-five rankings, and clearly a, a very talented club. But I mean, how do you feel about the team's overall performance if you just take the score out of the equation altogether?
1: Yeah, you know, we um, we did some good things, uh, especially especially as the game went on. You know, I thought we, uh, we played better in the third quarter. We, we won the third quarter on the scoreboard, and I thought we played a little bit better. You know, I thought Robbie um, actually played pretty well as the quarterback. He was running for his life a lot early in the game, but I thought he played well. He made some good throws. I uh, thought he made some good reads. Uh, so I was happy there. Uh, our special teams were a mess, and, and we talked a lot. Uh, our special teams have got to improve. We were uh, very poor in, in both our kick coverage unit. The um, couple times we did kick off, our kick return unit was was really poor. Um, so we struggled there, and, and really, you know, didn't give ourselves a chance in any field position. Um, and then our, our punt scheme, you know, we we were fortunate that they didn't block a couple punts, and, and we. We've um, spent a ton of focus since then on special teams and getting better in those areas. Um, so, so that's an area that we got to get better. Um, you know, defensively, I thought we held up really well, especially early against the run. Um, you know, we were disappointed with how our secondary played. We had some coverage breakdowns where um, we just didn't execute our calls the right way and, and left guys wide open and had some miscommunications, things like that. And those are some things that will show up. And you know, felt really good as we talked last week about our secondary, about that unit. And, and I feel comfortable that he was going to play a lot better um, starting Saturday. Uh, but that was an area that, that you know, was, was a little bit disappointing. We didn't didn't feel like we played very well in the secondary at all.
0: Robbie's first game against a club like this, uh, what are your th- thoughts about his performance against Flatbale?
1: Yeah, I, I, he was really a bright spot. I thought he, uh, you know, made the right decision. And that, that's the biggest thing from the quarterback position is, is he making the right reads? Is he making the right decision? You know, he did – um you know probably 90 95 percent of the time make the right decision you know with kind of our our package play our rpo type stuff Um uh, thought he threw the ball well we had a couple drops early that hurt us um but he was seeing things the right way uh, i thought he stayed composed throughout the game um even with the pressure you know he was under a lot of pressure he stayed composed obviously had some success running the football um especially as the game went on but i, I thought he played well you know he was definitely a bright spot for us and um and he's got chances we've mentioned many times to be a really special player and i was happy with what i saw from him i definitely thought he was one of the bright spots when we, when we reviewed film and even on thursday night I thought, he, I thought he played pretty well uh just you know seen it live
0: again taking away the score part of it what what do you want your defense to take away from this game
1: yeah I, like i said i think we played well against the run um so that, that was the big the big focus um you know, the big positive was, we, you know, especially early on, we played well um, up front. You know, our D-line held up a little bit better than I expected. It was kind of the reverse of what we thought. You know, we thought our secondary was, was going to be in good position to compete and, and kind of hold up. And we were really worried about their run game. And it was kind of the opposite. We held up against the run um, in the in the pass game. You know, did uh, it didn't hold up quite as well. And obviously, had have some big plays. And so that was, that was disappointing. Um, you know, but I thought we had some good things. I thought... Um, you know the two freshman D linemen that we started um, looked like they belonged. You know they they uh, had a tremendous test against a really veteran, you know, big strong offensive line, and I thought um, both John Toledo and, and Donnie Rogers um, held up and, and, and did some good things. So that was a positive. Um, you know we didn't we didn't help the defense out. There was a ton of short fields, especially early in the game. I, I think um, after their first touchdown drive, their next four um, they took over. They started the drive in our territory, so we didn't do them any favors. Um, and, again, I think it's just for us. It's, it's about watching the film and, and now getting better and continuing to improve, continuing to build upon that performance. Our, our defense is going to play a ton better than they played on Thursday night. You know, I'm confident of that. And, um, it, you know, it's just, a, it's just we need a bounce back performance now. Are there any players you want to recognize from this game? Um, you know, Not the not, uh, – you know, not especially. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't a ton of uh, you know, it wasn't a player of the game type situation. I thought the two, like for the two freshmen D linemen, um, John Toledo and and, and uh, Donis Rogers, who who started for us, I thought they had really held up well. Uh, I thought our linebacking core uh, competed. Uh, I thought Charles Colby, you know, made some plays. Carlos Olzals made some plays. Uh, I thought those two guys were, were pretty good. Then um, offensively, like I said, I think Robbie was kind of the, the bright spot on, on our offense, and I thought he did some good things. And um, the other guy, I guess, would be Xavier Thomas. Um, so Zay's been kind of a guy who's been in and out of the lineup the last couple of years, he's been injured. Uh, but he made a couple of big plays in the passing game, had two big receptions for us that kind of got us going. And um, I'm excited for him because I think he's a guy, he's had some hamstring issues in the past, and just kind of that soft tissue stuff that's been those nagging injuries that have lasted um, you know, kind of throughout seasons to almost, um, and He looks totally healthy now and, and looks explosive, and, and it was good to see him have some success. And um, you know, He's really earned his role as a starter, and, and uh, I thought he, he did some good things.
0: This week you take on big road contest there in Buena Vista. Uh, they were crushed by Gustavus Adolphus last week. Your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's two teams that, that obviously um, took it on the chin week one, and, and I think both teams are going to be really excited to play. Uh, you know we played them last year and it was kind of a, a two halves type game or you know we, we were up 34 to 10 and, and really in control and, and doing a lot of great things and, and then it kind of just fell apart for us and, and they came back and won and uh, I'm sure they're gonna come out with a lot of confidence I'm sure they're looking at the film of us saying hey this is a team that we can beat um, a team that we match up well with and, and, and we're doing the same you know we're looking at, at what they do and we feel like we're gonna play a, a ton better than we played against Platteville and um, you know, both of us really, to our credit, I think, stepped up and, and are playing very tough non-conference schedules. You know, Dust Davis, Adolphus, they played week one is again, kind of that fringe top 25 team. Uh, I think they're getting votes. Platteville, obviously, is a team that's now getting votes in the top 25, and, and I really feel like it's going to be a top 25 team before too long. Uh, you know, so both of us kind of punched above our weight a little bit week one. And now, uh, you know, kind of get a team to play a team that's a little more similar to them in terms of talent and size and, and, and that sort of stuff. So, uh, I think it's going to be a really exciting game. You know, they they have some really good pieces and they have a new coaching staff. So I, I'm sure there's excitement. It's going to be their coaching staff's first home game. Um, you know, with, with this team, so I'm sure there's going to be excitement for them. And um, you know, we're going to have to play really well. Obviously, uh, you know, for us handling the trip, it's a seven and a half hour bus trip. So just handling the travel, being really mature with with um, you know Friday and how we handle our walkthrough and just kind of travel and you know, how we how we handle being in a hotel overnight and things like that. Those are going to be keys and those are things that um, you hope your 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 veteran guys, your leaders, kind of lead the way and and um, you know, really take as a business trip type atmosphere and that's what we're looking to do.
0: Well, let's talk about that part for a minute because I think that this is the longest road trip at least since I've been doing the show with you, I believe and. How do, you, how do you feel your team responds to a long drive out there and then staying in a night over in a hotel and then getting up for a big game like that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's different. You know, it's different. I think uh, in 2021, um, you know, we started off with two overnight trips. So we went down to Illinois College uh, for a Thursday night game, and then the next week we went to Anderson in Indiana. Uh, and, and I think it was a real positive for our team. It kind of brought the group together you're traveling, um, you're spending time, you're bonding in the hotel, um, you're on the bus, you're kind of bonding and, and you're kind of going through it together. Um, you go play in the stadium and, and you know we'll, we'll probably be fortunate if we have a hundred fans that are, that are Lakeland fans and, and I, I don't think we'll have quite that many even. Um, so you really feel like as a team, you're kind of in it together. And, and I think in 2021, it was a real positive for us to have those two trips early. Uh, we won both games, we, we played really well, especially the opener that year against Illinois College. Um, but that was a little bit more of a veteran group. Um, it was a group that was a little more senior-heavy, a little more senior-dominated. This group is a little different. You know, we we have some upperclassmen, but as as we talked last week, you know, our roster is is really young, and it's really young with freshmen, some sophomores. Um, so it, you know, it, it's you don't really know until you do it. But but I'm excited for the idea of us getting away from campus. Um, you know, kind of again getting that bonding experience to the team. And I think it's one of those situations where if we can go and play well and and, and get a win, um, it can really be a springboard for us for the rest of the season. So I'm excited about it. Um, but again, it's it's you know just making sure that our guys are mature enough to handle the travel and handle the differences and uh, you know little things like making sure your travel bag is packed and you don't forget your knee pads and don't forget your um you know your belt and things like that. It's those things that um, when you're at home, it's not a big deal. You can go grab the stuff for a guy, but when you're on the road, it's, you don't have it. You know, So little things like that, it's the maturity of just uh, being very disciplined, very organized, uh, and that's going to be a test for our guys. Um, and like I said, it's the first time for a lot of our guys doing it. You know, Anybody that's not um, a junior or older in our program has never traveled in an overnight trip, so it's going to be a little bit different for us for sure.
0: I'm sensing the big Friday night pizza fest before we uh, check into the hotel, too.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I think we we got Chick Fil A on tap, so we'll uh, oh, okay. we'll do pizza pizza after the game on Saturdays. we're not we're not gonna miss an opportunity to get a, get a pie in. But uh, but Chick Fil A, it's you know the, the drive to Stone Lake is uh, it's pretty lonely. You're on Route 20 in Iowa for about four and a half or five hours, and there's not a whole lot to see on Route 20. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a pretty boring drive. And and uh, luckily for our guys, there's Netflix and there's internet and there's all that stuff. So I'm sure they'll be on their phones and they'll be sleeping, and, and that's gonna be it
0: surprised to hear you say cornfields are boring but okay uh you know gustavus adolphus more of a passing team but they were really able to move the ball on the ground against way Vista. do you see that as an opportunity to your team to be able to be able to move that way
1: yeah we got to be able to run the ball a little bit better uh, you know we didn't run the ball well against Platteville. we didn't really try uh, we kind of knew that was gonna be an area we, we didn't think we'd have much success um you know i think jay only had two carries and, and had negative yards and um, Vaughn had a couple carries and, and again, we just we you know didn't really see it as an area where we were gonna be able to run the Ball real successfully Robbie had some success on the ground um, But we want to be able to run the ball better um, You know Buena Vista plays kind of a pinch front um, so they play a four-man front they play with um, They move their tackles around a little bit But a lot of times they're in what, what we call a pinch front where they're playing with you know two a gap players um, with their two tackles so they really try to control the middle and and put a lot of pressure on your offensive line. So they do some nice things that try to take away the run game and and we got to get creative to try to combat that. Uh, But yeah, we we definitely want to be able to run the ball and and be be very balanced on offense. And we've been really good offensively. We've been very balanced. You know, we've we've thrown the ball successfully, but we've also had that running element and um, you know, we're going to have to do both. And and I think we, you know, I think we can, we feel good about our game plan and and now it's, can we execute? uh, Can we make the adjustments that we need to, um, but, but again, we, we feel really good going in with our game plan and kind of where we want to attack.
0: Now, Buena Vista struggled moving the ball against the Adolphus, especially through the air. You see that back seven of your defense is the strength. So do you see that you guys should be able to have some success in kind of closing down their passing attack?
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's um, a little bit different than, than what we faced uh, last week. Platform threw it all over the place against us, and, you um, you know, BV. You know, they played two quarterbacks. One guy's a little bit more of a mobile, kind of a runner, uh, but didn't didn't throw it. You know, they didn't really even attempt that many passes. I think they only attempted like 18 passes or something like that. So uh, definitely a bit more of a run-heavy team. Um, they do a lot of shifting on offense. So they line up and they shift and move. And you know, for us, it's going to be just being very disciplined with our checks, being very disciplined with um, <clears throat> understanding that they're going to give us a bunch of different formational looks and. Um, sometimes you know two or two or three different formations in the same play. You know they line up in one formation, they shift their motion to a different formation, and just making sure we're really sound with our checks and things like that. I think that's going to be the key. Uh, we like the way we match up athletically uh, with our back end against their their receivers, uh, but it's really going to come down to just being very disciplined and and um, you know making sure that that we understand the scout report, understand the game plan, and understanding what checks we need to make versus which formation and things like that. So. And that's probably the biggest fear is is you know, they just give you a lot of different looks um, offensively. I think they you know, they ran 20 or something different formations, which is a ton um, week one, and and you know obviously going into week two there might be new ones or or, or more. So uh, we just have to be really prepared and really organized with with that kind of stuff.
0: Now you talk about new coaching staff there. You got to see a little bit about things they'll do uh, in last week's game, but. What's the challenge for you personally as a coach when you're going up against a club where you don't really know too much about what the coaching staff might do?
1: Yeah, you know, we really have um, just one film. You know, we have one film against them against Gustavus, and um, you don't know. You know, obviously they were behind early in that game, um, you know, kind of got away from them. So uh, you don't really know. Is there stuff that maybe they didn't show? On film because they knew that hey that that game was going to be a tough game probably not one they were going to win and now they want to save it for for Lakeland or save it for the next week so you don't really know um, it just it just forces us to really have to be very disciplined and uh, you know making sure that we're communicating as a staff communicating to our players um, you know they could come out and be totally different uh, week two than they were week one and um, so that, that's really probably the biggest challenge for us is just, you know, you think you know what you're going to get, and, and you kind of expect that they're going to be trying to build off what they did week one, uh, but there might be a lot of stuff they held and, and, and didn't run, or, or things they, they thought they were going to get to and didn't get to, and, um, or things that they say, hey, we can attack Lakeland in this way that we couldn't attack Gus Davis. Um, so again, those are things that we have prepared for and understand that our game plan, our sky report could change drastically uh, very quickly. Um, so I think for our staff, it's just about being uh, very organized, uh, kind of trying to anticipate some of the adjustments they could make um, or, or changes they could make or things they could do. Uh, sometimes it's looking at a formation and say, hey, you know, out of this formation they ran these two concepts, but they could run this. And, and just kind of anticipating that and having that in the back of your mind that, hey, this is an option for them. And uh, But, yeah, definitely a challenge. You'd love to have, you know, six or seven or eight games of film or, you know, there's teams in our conference that, that we've played for – you know, 10 or 12 years they have had the same coaching staff for a long time. And you kind of have an idea of what you're going to see. So uh, it's, it's definitely a different challenge, but, uh, you know, they're kind of going through it too. They don't they don't know us very well, and they have just the one game of film on us as well from this year. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a challenge both ways.
0: Well, let's jump into fan questions this week, and we'll start with Tom. He says, I, Coach, I like challenging the team with opponents like Wisconsin, Flatbill, and it made sense four or five years ago when the team was really good, but the program is trying to get back to that again. Don't you see playing teams like maybe in the Midwest conference and facing those opponents might be a better start to the season for the team.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I definitely hear that, and I definitely can uh, can understand that sentiment. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple thoughts. You know, the first one was we, we never thought that game was going to be 80-13. to Really expected to be a lot more competitive, and like I said, it kind of got away from us. Um, the other thing that, that makes it really difficult is um, there, there's just fewer non-conference opportunities now. Um, you know, our league now has gone to – um, an eight-game conference schedule. So we really are kind of limited to week one and week two to find non-conference games. Uh, the Midwest Conference, which is kind of our, our nearest, um, you know, probably peer conference, uh, they only play one non-conference game, you know, and, and it's hard to find games. You know, there's some teams that we've reached out to that we would love to pay, play that, that don't want to schedule us, you know, or, you know, they're they have a... Game they've committed to for the next three or four years. So I think sometimes it's really easy to say, hey, you should go play, you know, team X or team Z or whatever it is, and and, and that team also has to want to play you. Um, and then you have to find games. You know, there's a team in our conference that's only playing nine conference games this year. Um, they they played a week one game. They're not playing a week two game. And um, you know, again, it, it's just hard to find games. And then and then the question becomes, do you want to play? Um, you know, a Platteville, do you want to play a Whitewater? Do you want to play an Oshkosh? You know, those teams will play us. And we know we can always schedule those games. Um, you know, so I, I think that there's that fine, that fine balance. You know, the thing that I always tell people is that we're going to play, you know, the Auroras late in the year. And, and Aurora, you know, is a top 25 team, a top 15 team potentially. Um, you know, Aurora and Platteville are going to be very similar. And, and if we want to beat Aurora, you know, having played Platteville, I think is a positive for us down the line. Um, now, obviously, like I said, we expected that game to be much more competitive than it was, and we didn't play well. And Platteville played very well, and um, it, it wasn't, you know, the the uh, experience we were hoping for for our guys. Um, but if that's where we want to be, you know, at some point you have to play those teams. Um, you know, so that's kind of our philosophy. And um, you know, we're playing BV this week, which we feel like is a game that's a little bit more of a um, competitive matchup maybe you know I, I would think you look at the platteville game and you say it's a game you're probably not going to win on paper uh, or you know we obviously were, we're huge underdogs going in um you know the BV game is one of those games a little more of a toss-up game so we feel like having that good balance in the two non-conference games is a positive for us
0: owen says last week it looked like you were not as aggressive going for it on fourth down Was that because of the opponent that you were playing, or did you decide to tone down your aggression a little bit this season?
1: Uh, No, I've not decided to tone down the aggression. Uh, It was really more situational. We were, uh, especially early in the game, we were so backed up. Um, You know, we went three and out. I think on our first four possessions, Uh, we never got the ball close to midfield where we felt like we could we could take a shot. You know, there's a lot of fourth and sevens, fourth and eights, fourth and tens. You know, back inside our own 25 and and that's it's a really tough situation to try to uh you know try to go for it there Uh, we weren't having much success there wasn't anything early in that game that that told me we were going to pick up a fourth and eight um or a fourth and ten or whatever whatever it was so it was a little bit more situational um but no we we plan on being very aggressive with our with our fourth down decisions and um that really hasn't changed It it was just a little bit more situational and um you know, getting in those long yardage situations against a team like Platteville, you know, we we were worried about our ability to protect. Um, you know, their D line was was very very good, and, and uh, you know that was probably the biggest thing too, was that we just didn't want to put Robbie in a situation where, where he was running for his life and we couldn't protect. Um, and then try, you know, you try your best to protect the defense. Now, obviously, when you when you see the outcome, we didn't punt the ball very well. Uh, we dropped the punt snap, which which gave us really bad field position defensively on one drive, but. Uh, We didn't punt the ball very well early, so we didn't flip field position anyway. Uh, But that was the goal, was just try to flip field position, try to let our defense get a stop and maybe settle in the game, and it it just didn't work out.
0: Don would like to know, how do you feel about having those extra few days between Game 1 and Game
1: 2? Yeah, I think it's a real positive. I think especially with how Game 1 went, it allowed a a little bit of time to heal, both physically and emotionally. Um, and then get back to it. It kind of gives you like a mini bye week over that that Labor Day weekend, and I think it's always good for our guys. You know, they've been going for three and a half weeks straight. Um, you know, you get to game one, and then you get kind of that that little bit of a break. So we gave our guys a couple days off. We played a JV game on Sunday, um, so everyone in our program got an opportunity to play opening weekend, which I think was really important. Um, and now you get back in your routine. So um, I really like it. I, I think it, it it works out well. Obviously, you, you'd hope to be um, sitting home with a win after that first weekend, uh, after that first game. But, uh, you know, I think it's been a real positive for us, and I kind of like the way it works out.
0: Chuck says, a lot of Division One coaches did not like this new clock running rule. I hear that's coming to Division Three next year. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, you know, I hope it doesn't. Um, you know, this year they, they kind of held off on it, and I think it's still up for debate if it'll come to Division Three. I, I think it's likely it probably will. Um, you know, to me, I think anytime we're taking plays away from the game and taking opportunities away from kids, I'm not I'm not supportive of that. Um, and it, it really isn't an issue at our level. You know, the issue um, more so than anything is just the TV commercial time and, and uh, the amount of commercials and the amount of stoppages that the Division One game has because of TV. Um, I understand TV is a huge driver of this thing and a huge driver of uh, the revenue that the, that the schools are getting and all that. So I, I understand that TV is kind of king, but... Uh, we're making changes that affect the game um, in order to appease TV, and, and I, I'm not a huge supporter of that. And um, obviously, at, at our level, Division Three, you know, we're we're not playing on ESPN, um, which is fine. Um, so I, I would hope they would they would keep it the way, where it is. Uh, the other thing I'll say is that it, it didn't have a huge impact week one um, in terms of number of plays, in terms of game time, and things like that. So. You know, you look at, like, the pitch clock in baseball and how that's made a really positive impact and it's been really good. You know, it looked like the, the, the at least for one week the, the impact for the new clock rules was pretty marginal. You know, so to change the game for a pretty marginal impact it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me.
0: Raven says, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan look like they're the top four teams in most of the rankings, or at least by most of the analysts. Who do you see as a team that breaks that stranglehold?
1: Whew. um really good question I you know I watched a lot of college football and, and um, I, I wasn't really impressed I, I thought Michigan struggled a little bit didn't look quite as explosive I thought Ohio State um, their quarterback play is is really uh, really down from where it's been the last couple of years so um, wasn't wasn't really impressed by by them. Um, Bama, it didn't see any of that game, but they look like they cruise and, and Georgia, kind of the same thing. Again, the quarterback play was a little bit down from where it's been the last couple of years. So I think there's an opportunity for, for someone to, uh, to crack that group. Um, who that's going to be, I, I don't really know. I, I, uh, you know. As far as the teams that I saw, I thought USC's looked really impressive the first couple of weeks. I, I think USC's a team I'd watch out for because they can score. Um, the other one I think it's a little bit sneaky is Texas. I think, I think Texas is really talented. Um, you know, they got they got a number of guys back. I think they got a pretty good draw in the Big 12, and they get Bama this week. So um, if Texas can beat Bama this week, which I think is a possibility. I don't know if I'm picking it, but it's a possibility. I think Texas could be kind of a team that could kind of crash that party a little bit. But, you know, that those four, those top four, I, I would not be surprised if, you know, you get to the four-team college football playoff. I'd be very surprised if three of those four are in. Uh, I could see a situation where you know, maybe, maybe two of those four or one of those four are in the playoff, and, there, and there's some new faces.
0: He'd also like to know
1: that it seems like the two conferences that are
0: dominating college football now are the Big Ten and SEC. Do you see them as just the power conferences moving forward and everybody else just hoping to be playing in one of the playoff games?
1: Yeah, it definitely seems like it. I mean, it seems like, um, you know, it's it, it's it's all so, so TV dominated and, and TV money dominated and those are the two leagues that have the best TV contracts. Um, so as a result, they can, you know, they get the most money, they can pay the most for their coaches, they have the best resources. Um, so it seems like it's, it's kind of, you know, the power five, you know, it's kind of now a power two and then maybe a, a next level three and four. And Um, it's going to be really interesting. I'm certainly not a big fan of the realignment. I think we lost a lot of what makes the game great with some of the regional rivalries, and it doesn't make sense. You know, it doesn't make sense for the Olympic sports and some of the other stuff that, uh, as as many people have mentioned, that that a student athlete from UCLA is going to be traveling on a Wednesday night for a volleyball game at Nebraska or Rutgers or or Maryland or something like that. You know, that doesn't make any sense to me. Or, you know, somebody from from Cal or or, uh, Stanford is going to be going out to, you know, nc state for a soft dog it doesn't make any sense and um what i you know what i think is going to happen is down the line you're going to see these conferences re reemerge um where, where these schools are going to say hey it's just this it isn't worth it anymore and, and we're going to go back and have a have a pac 12 again um and it's going to become more regional based. you know I, I think we're probably 15 20 years from that but but i think eventually schools are going to wise up and say what are we doing um but again it, it's all driven by tv right now and, and it doesn't make a lot of sense and um, you know the, the Big Ten and SEC right now have the best deals, and and it's going to be hard for anyone to kind of pry that that title away from those two leagues. You know until something drastically changes with the TV the TV money.
0: Blake would like to know who do you have winning the Super Bowl this year?
1: Whew. You know I think the uh, the NFC is a little bit down, so I, I think the NFC is a little bit more. Um, Easy to forecast. I still think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. I know a lot of people are picking the 49ers. I still think the Eagles are better. I think the Eagles are going to be the most explosive offense. So I'll take the Eagles um, in the NFC. The AFC I think is loaded. You know, I think there's probably six or seven or eight teams you could talk yourself into in the uh, in the AFC. Um, I'll take a flyer. I'll go Eagles winning the Super Bowl, and they're going to beat the Ravens. I'll go Eagles, Ravens, and the, uh, the Eagles win it.
0: Dennis says, we got to see proof that God really loves you, Coach, because he had Aaron Rodgers traded to the Jets. How did you celebrate that? You
1: know, it was pretty exciting, um, pretty exciting. The, the, my worry now is that, you know, it, it, the, the rough part is I don't know what Jordan Love is. So the Bears play the Packers on Sunday, obviously a big day. Uh, big first game at Soldiers Field, the whole deal. If Jordan Love somehow wins that game, now I'm staring at the prospect of, like, 15 years of Jordan Love being good. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers, I knew there was only a couple years left. So while he was still at the Packers, I could still see, like, the light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm really worried. Like, if Jordan Love is good, now, now I have 15 more years of that. You know, I'm 42. That's putting me at 57. Like, I don't know if I can handle another really good Packers quarterback, so I'm really hoping Jordan Love's a flop. Uh, That's my hope. I'm really worried for the – you know, I think there's a lot of preseason hype for the Bears. I think the Bears are definitely going to be better. Uh, But I'm also worried that Jordan Love might be good. You know, I think that the Packers were obviously willing and ready to move on from Rodgers, and that tells me that they must see something in Jordan Love that they like. And if that's the case, and all of a sudden he's – He's really good. Then I have to live with this Packer team, this Packer juggernaut in the NFC North for the next 10 to 15 years. So um, hopefully God is also shining a light on on, on me and my team on Sunday. So that, that would be a positive. And what's our words of wisdom for the week? You know, I, guess, I think the biggest message we, we told our guys was this week was it's never as good or as bad as it seems. You know, it's uh, when the highs are high – it's never as great as it seems. When the lows are low, it's never as low as it seems. And just trying to stay as level as you can is is really important. And, um, you know, Thursday night was was about as low as it could get. It was a really lonely feeling, and and I'm sure it was embarrassing for our guys. I know, like I said, it was humbling. Um, But it's never as low as it seems. And and we have an opportunity to go to Iowa now and get a win, and and all of a sudden that that low that seems so low um, just ten days before – doesn't Doesn't seem as low anymore. Um, the same way if we can get a win. You know, if we can get a win on Saturday, you know, that high, that feeling after the game of, of getting a win, you know, that, that can change really quick as well. So just trying to stay really, really uh, level. And, uh, you know, it's been a message to our team, but I think it's a message for all of us. Just, you know, it's never as good or as bad as it seems. Um, you know, it's always probably somewhere more in the middle. And, and uh, that's what we're going with this week.
0: Fantastic words of advice.
1: Coach, thanks for joining us this week. Hey, thanks, Rob. Appreciate you.